0: Welcome to Imagine That. Your host is Dr. Miriam Franco. Today, we'll discover the power of imagination to relax and discuss many of the ways it can help solve problems, improve your health, and more. Imagination is a healthy, powerful tool that, when applied to a concern, becomes a powerful ally that we can all benefit from. Now, here is Dr. Miriam Franco.
1: Welcome to Imagine That. I'm Dr. Miriam Franco, your host. As a psychologist and guided imagery specialist, I have witnessed the power of our imagination to help reduce pain, let go of stress, prepare for challenging life events, and improve our health and coping. As Albert Einstein said, first we imagine it, then we create it. Each week on Imagine That... I'll interview healthcare professionals, wellness experts, teachers, artists, and community leaders who apply innovative ways to use the power of the imagination to relax, cope, perform, and learn. Today, we'll explore conscious wellness with our guest, Heather Gotzmacher, a beloved yoga, Pilates, and bar teacher and mentor with studios in the Philadelphia area. Welcome, Heather.
2: Thank you so much for
1: having me, Doctor. It's my pleasure. With full disclosure, I've been a Pilates fan for many, many years, and Heather teaches me Pilates in her Elkins Park, Pennsylvania studio called The Buddha Bar. Heather, I've learned so much from you about conscious wellness that I can practice Yet before we explore this concept, tell our listeners how you got started in this process. I know you were a dance major many years ago at Temple University. Just what drew you from dance to fitness, then yoga?
2: So as a dance major and dancing my whole life, Um, now uh, age 40, I started at three and uh, always stuck with it. Um, I think being a mover uh, to express creativity, feeling though I'm having a voice, find my confidence already, um, ways of healing and health and positivity, um, I really stuck to that, committed to it, and got into the fitness industry, started working as a undergrad at Temple with a PhD student um, on her project at temple and stayed and got certified and always taught dance it was a natural progression for me for sure um and then moved into pilates yoga and the fusion forms as my mind evolved and and craving and seeking more movement forms um as well as i think just becoming smarter and evolving as a as a woman and as a mover and an artist
1: Yes, that that makes sense. As you developed naturally, you started to take on and try different things. But it's very interesting to me when you speak of taking on other movements. I mean, there are people who stay within one dance area or just develop their skills in advance in yoga. You actually went from dance uh, to Pilates to yoga to bar to then maybe creating fusion classes or a mixture of these things. So how did you start to mend and build your teaching method? What, what happens when you start mixing modalities? So I think um,
2: being immersed in different communities as well was something that um, helped shape my philosophy of gathering more than one format in a class. Um, I was at a health club working with people who were just into fitness, and I had to find a way to catch them as an audience. Um, So I needed to create something new. So blending formats just made sense to me through choreography.
1: Yes, choreography. That That does make a lot of sense. And how exactly is conscious wellness blend into this?
2: So conscious wellness came up for me when I started to study uh, meditation, Um, and I became connected with a Vedic meditation teacher who was in my area, in my community, at the gym, at our studio, and I learned from him and started to become a student of meditation. And I think just my evolution is, as I find ways to comfort myself, heal myself, I not only want to take it on as a student, but I also want to share with my students.
1: That also makes perfect sense, um, sort of passing on what you know to them, and then it becomes the process that they pass on.
2: It's a wonderful offering, um, for sure. And again, the fusion of more than one format is really where the fitness industry, if you look at it now, is going. Uh, For me, it just
1: seemed natural and organic. Okay. So... Let's shift back, though, to folks who don't have this multitasking ability yet, because you had years of dance and then years of Pilates practice and then vinyasa yoga, and you started to integrate these many methods and processes, both physically and mentally. Um, How would you explain exactly what conscious wellness is and why it's important and how what you've learned from your yoga, Pilates, and other practices to develop conscious wellness.
2: So the next phase beyond the moving component that I organically found was seeking out yet another teacher. And it happened socially and organically and naturally at a fitness center where one of my clients brought the idea of learning meditation which is the form of Vedic meditation, Ayurvedic science, part of the Veda that yoga also comes from. Yes. Um, So I chose to learn this practice. I'm almost at the seven-year mark uh, where you learn a mantra. Thank you. And it's the total opposite of moving. It's not about doing. It's about sitting and just being in a room, eyes closed, quiet. You take a course where you receive a mantra and you learn this Vedic meditation practice and four 90 minute wake options uh, with the the teacher, with your guru. Um, So I signed up for the course and I believe that that shift of getting more into the Eastern philosophy of we can't be actively conscious and awake and doing all the time. And in the American way of being and culture that we learn, it's do, 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 go, 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 b b b. And in the Eastern philosophy, in, in yoga and in Ayurvedic science and meditation, which we know is also becoming more popular in, in pop culture now in, in the West, here in the States and in Philadelphia and the East Coast, is this idea of being instead of doing. And that sitting and being In meditation can actually change your hypo and hypermetabolic rates Um, Mm -hmm. you feel time differently you are more present and conscious it changes the brain function of your brain um, which we can get into I can share the information about my Vedic meditation teacher and the program as well Um, that really for me was a big component instead of doing movement and doing talk therapy sitting and being and quieting your mind and quieting and resting your body. There are scientific studies proven with Vedic meditation that you get more rest and beneficial rest sometimes, 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the afternoon than, than sleep. You get more rest than sleep in the Vedic. So
1: That's very interesting. It so, was amazing. It was an amazing
2: it, experience that I never stopped doing. I learned seven years ago, and
1: I still do it. So it's part of your constant ongoing process and practice. So tell me then, if you're maybe teaching Pilates, or maybe you're teaching yoga, or maybe you're doing uh, a mixed class of bar yoga Pilates. Fusion,
2: yeah. Fusion, Fusion.
1: okay. Um, How do you then bring this awareness that you've learned and have practiced for many years now and quite extensively, and you've come to trust Value it and internalize it. How do you teach this in an everyday way to your students? Let's say You've got somebody learning Pilates or maybe they're a beginning doing a beginning class of yoga
2: so my Curriculum that I developed and I believe it's just becoming Doing this choosing to do this full-time and becoming more tenured over time. It becomes just ingrained organically Um, Mm -hmm. As a teacher, teaching sometimes up to 13, 14, 15 classes a week, as well as training between 20 and 40 students, one-on-one, two at a time, and sometimes up to 30 at a time. Using Mm -hmm. the breath, the way that you teach and cue each class and each practice, maybe even slowing down my pace. These are kind of things that all happen organically and naturally over time. Um, Mm -hmm. I would suspect that the first year or so that I was meditating, there was a large shift. And then I received my advanced mantra almost two years later. There was another shift in my meditation practice. And, And the cognitive response time for me to be able to multitask and perform at a high level and a high function, that increases exponentially as you continue to do the meditation practice. So for me to share with my students I also began to offer through my community learning this form of Vedic with my teacher directly.
1: Uh Uh-huh. So um, we just have a a, a brief few minutes before we go to our first break, but I'm curious based on what you've been saying, Heather, of how the cueing is so key because I know in Pilates, giving a cue, like imagine your belly button to the spine or imagine relaxing in some way often allows you to shift without thinking hard upon it. So as we approach our first commercial break, in our next segment, um, I really would like to explore how you evoke the power of your students' imagination or perhaps your own imaginative processes in your teaching, first on a personal level, and then we can also look at how you're now doing this in the workplace. Or on in the corporate level, and or in your community programs, but I think the queuing is really interesting, at least from Pilates.
2: Yeah, the creative side of the cueing and the analogies and the art. There's an artistry, and if you're a creative person, again, as a dance major going to art school, I think it's just a natural progression oh, and a calling. Okay, as a hold
1: hold that thought. We'll return to that after our break. Thanks. Follow us on Twitter
0: at VoiceAmericaTRN.
1: Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. De-stress with guided imagery. I'm Dr. Franco, a relaxation and guided imagery specialist. I've designed an app, Imagery Work, to relieve stress and improve mood, coping, and performance. My sensory meditations are easy to use and promote fast, effective relief from stress in the body and anxious thinking. Imagery work includes tracks for special challenges, relieve Caregiver Stress, Defeat Dental Fear, Stress-Free Bride, Coping with Anxiety with Multiple Sclerosis, Mastering Test Anxiety, and many wellness tracks as well. To download imagery work, Go to Apple Store or Google Play. To learn more about guided imagery, visit imagerywork.com. To access imagery work, go to App Store or Google Play.
2: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
0: You are tuned in to Imagine That... If you have a question or comment about our show, or would like to share a story about how your imagination has helped you, send an email to drmefranco at yahoo.com. That's drmefranco at yahoo.com. Now, back to Imagine That.
1: Welcome back to Imagine That. I'm your host, Dr. Miriam Franco, and my guest today is Heather Gratzmacher owner of The Buddha Bar, a yoga Pilates bar studio in the Philadelphia suburbs. In our first segment, Heather, we discussed your approach to personal wellness and the importance of conscious wellness. Can you review that again? What conscious wellness is or perhaps the key elements to keep in mind in developing a personal fitness or wellness process?
2: So the conscious wellness component is a new layer of, I believe, psychology and wellness in the fitness industry where we're craving exercise in a conscious and present way where we have to focus, take cues, use auditory senses, seeing, and then apply the movement.
1: That's, that's very interesting. So it's like learning to not work so hard upon it directly, not just on the physical mechanical things you're needing to do, but learning how to take cues from your instructor, um, imaginative cues that involve the senses, and a different integration of mental and physical capacities. Correct. Interesting. So um, this conscious wellness, you know, when I go to the gym, I'm sure my experience isn't so different from others. I often see a lot of guys, sometimes some women, who are very focused on lifting weights, building muscle mass, strength, and they're doing intense cardio. And they look from the from the outside pretty physically fit. I imagine most of them don't practice yoga or pilates or even bar. So, what would these practices offer the serious workout person? And How would they know that they could benefit from it?
2: So in my experience, I did bring a community from a fitness gym, corporate gym, and gave them my experience. Um, Predominantly was female, so the social aspect of group classes of not working out alone. Even that psychologically, there's a benefit where you're meeting people, so there's accountability for you to get to the class. Yes, that's an um,
1: important motivator for society. Yeah,
2: and so and socialization for women. Uh huh. It is a big one. Um, and then also, in my experience, sharing the creative side of having music. My background as a dancer. The choreography and the movements go to the music of the beat on time, and then uh-huh. I add my layers of imagination cueing. So. For, when teaching, a lot of the cues in Pilates and yoga are mechanical, chin up, shoulders down your back, tuck your tailbone. Um, I stay with anatomy cues, so it's basic and physical, and then weave in and out. Perhaps, for example, imagine a color, or I'll talk about if the demographic in the room is you know, corporate America, and especially now, everybody's on their phone. I'll say, get off your phone, look up, be in the room, get off the steering wheel, I use Mm -hmm. modern life lately as an example to change your posture and engage. So we incorporate colors, um, even sometimes cooking in the kitchen cues. A lot of imagination goes into the way that I found it helps people relate to me to fix and move their body in space so their alignment
1: is correct. It's interesting. So you don't so much tell them what to do, you give them an image or a cue so they associate into what to do. Correct.
2: Correct. that's yeah, really interesting.
1: Yeah, that's a lot like um, using imagination with guided imagery um, around relaxation or healing. Um, very interesting. So um, what are some of the key, Oh, but why would this help people who are very physically fit? So
2: my experience and my philosophy, so this is again, just me and it works. I say in a joking way a lot, I'm helping people get out of their own way. So literally their body in space on the mat is in their own way where they're not in the right alignment, which is why they get chronic body pain in their head, neck, and shoulders, or chronic body pain in their low back. Because perhaps they're standing posturally most of the day in a way that isn't serving them. And so they become injured. They might be exercising and doing certain exercises wrong. So it's all about adjusting, almost like an alignment adjustment. Um, So giving them those cues helps them to get out of their own way on the mat they don't realize that exercise is healing a lot of them, also for your brain, for psychology, for stress to Mm de-stress.
1: Yes. We think of the mind and body as separate, but actually exercise in this way is fabulous for the brain, not just for your muscles.
2: Correct. And going back to your whole original intention and question is, that is the component that is key in conscious wellness Mm -hmm. And in yoga and Pilates is, I believe, we are psychologically craving. And it's okay to openly talk about healing now and de-stressing, not only for the body physically, but also emotionally and mentally and spiritually.
1: Yes. So aren't there also some ways that mentally and also physically in terms of alignment, um, perhaps um, muscle tone, balance, Sometimes maybe very young people don't think about balance because maybe it still comes very naturally. But I often find that I'll, I'll meet um, men who are lifting heavy weights. They have big muscles. They're doing heavy cardio. But they can't stretch a certain way or touch their toes or um, balance.
2: So what we say is it's a practice. So... It's removing ego, right? And encouraging, for me, the whole point is encouraging self-esteem to try, fail, and appreciate and understand that it's a process and give yourself a learning curve. Mm -hmm. And the big philosophy, especially with yoga, is to put yourself in these uncomfortable positions known as asanas, which means taking a seat. When you have to hold that pose, it doesn't matter whether you're 5'2", 5'10", built like a dancer, built like a football player. We're all struggling in the same way in these poses and asanas. The psychological philosophy is to stay in it and put yourself in an uncomfortable position over and over again until it becomes less and less uncomfortable. That gives you confidence and self-esteem. Your practice gets better. You get stronger. And in turn, psychologically, I believe it's about self-love. You love yourself more. And then you're not stressed.
1: Yeah. That all makes a lot of sense, and it's it's sort of a circle that goes around. Correct. So I, at being a regular visitor to your studio, I sometimes um, see a group of men forming, getting ready to take a class, and some of them are older guys, and I've been really impressed because most of the time, in my experience, I you know, can chat with guys I know about the benefits of Pilates or yoga, but very few show up. So tell me about what you've been able to do to develop conscious wellness, uh, yoga or Pilates classes for men.
2: So through my community uh, at the studio in Philadelphia and my community at the beach, I do some corporate outreach working with CEOs as well um, with yoga about de-stressing. Um, also through wives bringing their husbands in. It's really been a big social component but they're buying in to simply realize after the first session they feel better. It's a, we, we encourage and teach an experience that's not tangible. So once they're in And they take the class. It's about the cues connecting. And I also believe in taking the time before and after to have a conversation with them about why they think they're there. And then after they're done with the experience, being open to feedback and having a conversation almost like a therapist would or any other coach of a sport would, or even a personal trainer, where you make it about medical health, well-being, and blend the two together People, especially as they get into 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, mm-hmm. everybody wants to live longer and be less stressed out. So I have those conversations and there's no room for error where they enjoyed the experience. There's clarity and reciprocity. It's really about being open and communicating with their clients before about expectations and then feedback after class. And that's something that I pride myself on. It develops a bond. For sure. it sound, a community.
1: It, it sounds like it does and i i would wonder too um if you could comment um briefly before our next break about um whether the, the men feel more comfortable at first learning this in a group with other men you know rather than being dragged in by their wife or yeah you know another woman
2: so for sure the psychology which you could speak on more than i could i think that There is a fear of not looking good, not doing it right, and a stigma that they're going to be tight. They're already setting up that they feel uncomfortable not being maybe the alpha male in the room or being good at it. Um, There is this social stigma that's been created that I'm a guy, I'm tight, I can't do yoga. So what I do is encourage small groups or maybe just men, maybe not 30 of them at a time, Again, it's about removing the ego uh-huh. and getting them out of their own way, as I like to say, um, which really becomes psychologically beneficial because then they forget that they're there in the first place.
1: Yes. And they get engaged and just Correct. involved in the Correct. process.
2: Right. And I make jokes when I teach. It's about them almost feeling like as an instructor, you're, you're, welcoming, you're welcoming them into your home. That's right. the instructor's responsibility, in my opinion, in my experience, my right. choice.
1: Yes, it sounds like um, the experience, the place is centering and then it helps create a special bond. That's really very interesting. Before we approach our second commercial break, when we return, Heather, I'm very curious to learn more about these beach communities, this practicing by the shore conscious wellness. So stay with us as we take our second commercial break. And when we return, we'll hear about Heather's practice at the beach.
0: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24 7.
1: De-stress with guided imagery. I'm Dr. Franco, a relaxation and guided imagery specialist. I've designed an app, Imagery Work, to relieve stress and improve mood, coping, and performance. My sensory meditations are easy to use and promote fast, effective relief from stress in the body and anxious thinking. Imagery Work includes tracks for special challenges, relieve caregiver stress, Defeat Dental Fear, Stress-Free Bride, Coping with Anxiety with Multiple Sclerosis, Mastering Test Anxiety, and many wellness tracks as well. To download Imagery Work, go to Apple Store or Google Play. To learn more about guided imagery, visit imagerywork.com. To access Imagery Work, go to App Store or Google Play.
2: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
0: You are tuned in to Imagine That. If you have a question or comment about our show or would like to share a story about how your imagination has helped you, send an email to drmefranco at yahoo.com. That's Dr. M. E. Franco at yahoo.com. Now, back to Imagine That. Welcome back
1: to Imagine That. I'm your host, Dr. Miriam Franco, and my guest today is Heather Gratzmacher, a wellness entrepreneur and owner of The Buddha Bar, a yoga Pilates bar studio in the northern suburbs of Philadelphia. In our last segment, Heather, we spoke of you taking your conscious wellness And your capacity to mix and fuse different types of exercise, different types of mental and physical states into interesting classes and offering them during the summer at the Jersey Shore. You've been literally taking Mm -hmm. conscious wellness to the beach. So tell us more about what you've created there down by the shore.
2: So I had the pleasure to be reintroduced to yoga again with the owner of the other studio called the Zen Den. We are sister studios, mine being in the northern suburbs in Philly, and Ariane Green owns the Zen Den and operates and is my yoga teacher in Margate, New Jersey. And together, we designed a second offering. Uh, Her studio was based off of Power Vinyasa Flow. She's been evolving as an instructor and a business owner for 10 years, and I've been lucky to collaborate with her to introduce this new bar slash Pilates format over the past seven years.
1: Wow. So how did you then decide what to offer now at the shore?
2: So each summer, it evolves and grows. Um, People from all different suburbs of Philadelphia who go to Margate grow, bring their friends, um, whether it be studio space size, how many people are in class, um, everybody gets stronger and stronger. Uh, My practice changes, Ari's practice and teaching changes. It's a really a great natural evolution. I continue and choose as a teacher to also remain a student of my mentors. And then I started to mentor others Mm-hmm. Um, and bringing it to the shore and, and really bringing people together when they're with families, when they're partying, the, the whole philosophy of surfing and being in nature, it seems to just make more sense. And it's been an evolution naturally where it's grown. I think because New Jersey at the beach is kind of the whole West Coast, California vibe.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's, it's become part of co- pop culture and social media has definitely made it more valid Um, So Ari and I together have really grown our practice, our program, um, and separating out the two has been major success where she has her following and teachers who really want to do her power vinyasa version. And then she offered me the opportunity to lead the more bar Pilates. And Mm -hmm. it's really been unbelievable the past seven years what we've created together. Community for sure.
1: For sure. (laughs) Yeah, Excuse the pun. So yeah. it sounds also, I would think that people would want to continue and keep up their practice while on vacation, and they don't have to worry about being removed from their local studio at home. And also, when you say classes at the shore, are you being literal? Are they on the beach? Are they seeing? So, do you have a view of the ocean?
2: So some of them are on the beach. Most of them are in studios. Um, Our brand is really with music and part of the psychology is having people close on the mat. There's a different non-tangible emotional experience with music and a pace that gets set. This practice is more about rigor and cardiovascular and strength and flexibility and poses and asana at the same Mm -hmm. time. Whereas normally when you're practicing on the beach, there's no music You are a little, it's a different headspace. It's a different moving meditation um, on the beach in nature, but we do offer
1: components of of each of those. Wonderful. So if folks were interested in joining these classes, how would they do so? So the studio at the shore has
2: a website, uh, www.goodkarmaguide.com. And they can go online and check out our classes and the schedule, and the teachers. There's also a great description of the classes and names, and you sign up online.
1: Wonderful. And um, so I know the Jersey Shore attracts regular annual visitors from not just the Philadelphia area, but New- northern New Jersey, New York, Maryland, Delaware, D.C., Canada. So do you find you're getting, like, return visitors and students or requests to make these classes more available to them, though they don't live nearby?
2: Yes. So there are a few who actually do networking for us that they want us to come teach and travel.
1: Mm -hmm. There's
2: also, I created a video um, for both reasons for my studio in the summer. A lot of them are seasonal and don't live near me. Uh Um, So they can buy my class on my website which is www.buddhabar215.com. And they can take a class with me on a video. Um, and then it's actually helped expand both of our brands to be able to travel and teach because they want to find, bring us close to where they are. The bond is amazing.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: when we return in the summer, it's like a college high school reunion. And um, it's, it's really... Such positivity—it's—it's it's amazing to be a part of.
1: It's a reunion, yeah. yeah. So that sounds terrific. What's the your website again? www.buddhabar... So it's wwwbuddhabar
2: b u d d h a b a r two one five dot com. Two one five is the Philadelphia area code.
1: Okay, so wwwbuddhabar two one five dot com. Correct. Good to know. As a regular visitor to your studio, I can see how you incorporate education and a lot of networking and involving the community within your wellness model of expanding awareness and connection. So tell us more about that and how you provide something that's, you know, beyond just the networking with other wellness professionals that, frankly, most health or fitness professionals do within their own circle so i had
2: the honor of and privilege and um i I had great training and great teachers and great managers along my journey from college to my first job out of college um having sales training um i had amazing mentors myself um and it always helps yeah. And again, as mentioned before, for me, part of being a great teacher is always staying a great student. And then also bringing it beyond the studio. Um, people are coming to me as, as a leadership role. And it's something that I took seriously when I decided to open up a studio and even teach a class. And I don't think that a lot of people who get into leading in fitness and wellness have that consciousness and awareness that you're a leader now. So people also- seek that leadership.
1: Yeah, but I, I also think, Heather, that you also have to have that kind of personality. You know, yes. people like to network or they don't.
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, I someone gave me a book when I was 26 called The Tipping Point. Mm-hmm. And she told me, you're a connector. You're going to read the book and you're going to get to this chapter. I'm not sure it's early on in the book and you're not going to need to read the book anymore. She was dead on. She was right. Um, and from that moment on, I kind of took that and ran with it. And I literally am a dot connector. It makes me feel good to help people. I call it the, the, it's the synergy of three. It's And that's a big part of yoga is removing my ego. It's not about me. It's, I connect, for example, Miriam with someone in the community um, because you asked me to connect you, whether it be a doctor or where do you get your nails done or where did you get that great, you know, sports bra or yoga pants, it's become a whole lifestyle. Yes, part and it just my business.
1: And once you start, it just sort of organically just it, keeps it's going. like a domino. Yeah, it's right. a domino, right? The dots just keep connecting and keep circling back. So, what are some of the programs that you're sponsoring now?
2: So As far as um, programming goes, I mean, I have a whole group class schedule at my studio, personal training sessions for yoga, Pilates, or bar. Um, Mm -hmm. We also have a registered dietitian that is covered under your health insurance to help you with food and nutrition. They Mm -hmm. are, in fact, registered dietitians, so they can help you even if you're on medication. They've helped people get off medication through food healing. Uh, I also do corporate wellness where I take everything I offer at the studio out into companies, and help them create a corporate wellness model as a benefit to their employees. Mm -hmm. Um, We promote, obviously, guided imagery as a form of meditation, life coaches, Reiki, acupuncture, and massage. It's amazing. Salon, lifestyle, clothing, anything that's going to make you feel beautiful, healthy on the inside out, I love creating that opportunity for people and connecting them with the other local business owners in the community. So we're sharing, as they say, it takes a village to make someone whole. It's all about healing and connecting with each other.
1: But also your studio becomes a center because my impression is that the majority of these programs, people come to your studio or several may come and offer you know, uh, a program at night where many of these things may be addressed or you can come and learn more about these things. So you're not always farming people out, which creates a lot more fragmentation. No, they
2: come, they, to, the studio. They come to the studio and I host these different other community leaders, whether it's a trunk show for fashion or, you know, when you set up your guided imagery at my studio, we'll have a and a series we did our Q&A series about cannabis education, meditation. Mm-hmm. They come and they'll do a Q&A, almost a workshop lecture style. And mm-hmm. we decide, are we going to do movement with it as well? Um, and it's a great collaboration. And then it just blends and grows because perhaps those separate leaders bring people in their community who haven't been to the studio yet. It's amazing.
1: So um, this leads me to another question, which I'll only um, begin to touch on the topic because we're approaching yet another commercial break. Uh, But when we return for our last segment, I will want to ask you about how you've taken this model and formed partnerships with nonprofits and in the corporate world. We'll be back.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. De-stress
1: with guided imagery. I'm Dr. Franco, a relaxation and guided imagery specialist. I've designed an app, Imagery Work, to relieve stress and improve mood, coping, and performance. My sensory meditations are easy to use, and promote fast, effective relief from stress in the body and anxious thinking. Imagery work includes tracks for special challenges, relieve caregiver stress, defeat dental fear, stress-free bride, coping with anxiety with multiple sclerosis, mastering test anxiety, and many wellness tracks as well. To download imagery work, go to Apple Store or Google Play To learn more about guided imagery, visit imagerywork.com. To access imagery work, go to App Store or Google Play. Your life, your
2: health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
0: You are tuned in to Imagine That. If you have a question or comment about our show, or would like to share a story about how your imagination has helped you, send an email to drmefranco at yahoo.com. That's drmefranco at yahoo.com. Now, back to Imagine That.
1: Welcome back to Imagine That. Our guest today is Heather Grutzmacher, a wellness and fitness teacher, mentor, and wellness entrepreneur. We're in our last segment, Heather, and I don't want to end the show without learning more about some of the ways you've taken your model into the community for nonprofit work and also how you gradually have moved your model of conscious wellness into the work site, into corporations. So starting out, Heather, it's enough to run a successful studio and respond to the needs of your clients. How did you decide to incorporate your model of conscious wellness into the community and into the corporate community?
2: So the main component of both is about the fact that I am a teacher first, and I'm a big believer in thinking globally. And, um, really it's about yoga is about breaking stigmas and one love that no one is different than anyone else. So I really feel passionate, um, about three components, which are mental health, um, Philadelphia AIDS fund and working with special needs adults. And my mm-hmm. three charities all have to do with breaking stigmas and teaching and education and all of those things are about inclusion. Okay. So my three charities that I work with, um, one is called Code Red, which is a drag show, um, mm-hmm. and it's about breaking the stigma and educating everyone about AIDS awareness and education and how to get health care. Um, the other one is uh, the McEwen Foundation for Alzheimer's and Dementia, mm-hmm. and the third is called House, and we are developing a working, acting, living facility farm for special needs adults over age 21.
1: That's wonderful. So if our listeners were interested, would they just go to these separate websites or are there special programs or fundraisers that are occurring?
2: So all three have all of that um, information on my website, uh, which we've shared the wwwbudabar 215com website. Okay. Their links mm-hmm. are on there for all three as well as my active, if you want to follow my experiences, my extension, the studio, and my charity community outreach um, on my Instagram personally, uh, that is also linked off of my website. And it's H, the number two, the Izzo, I-Z-Z-O. And it's Instagram, so you just go right on Instagram and you, again, can link in to just H to the Izzo at 215, and you can follow me and my journey.
1: Wonderful. So clearly you've been able to not only give back but keep expanding your message of teaching and wellness, breaking stigma, and expanding community. How do you take some of these same ideas and values and move them into the work site? and even more so corporate life where decisions are made differently than nonprofits.
2: So I was able through my network to connect through my Vedic meditation teacher, as well as a good friend of mine who um, owns a company of social workers. And our idea together was to take care of the caretakers. So social workers, social workers, nurses, doctors, and these people are in the thick of corporate America, bureaucracy, paperwork, health insurance, all these things are really important and really stressful. They go into other people's homes, some of them, and and caregive. They're at hospitals, and it's really important that if they're the ones taking care of people who are sick, that they're also taking care of themselves. So self-care, again, self-love. And so I have gone into a couple of companies to share my experience and my teachings with yoga and meditation with them. Some of it's out of pocket by the owner who believes and buys in and participates with their staff and their employees. Some of it is an employee benefit as well that is covered under health insurance. So we're growing and evolving and it's been wonderful.
1: That's terrific. I mean, we all know it's needed in the workplace. Um, nobody has a problem accepting the idea. It's how do you really get it going and make it affordable, um, accessible, and something that people can sustain?
2: Yeah, so I go in and meet with the decision maker, whether it be the CEO, the CFO, the HR manager who's given a budget by the CFO or the CEO, and we custom tailor the program for you. So your demographic of employee matters, is it going to be an open enrollment? Maybe some of the companies, I'm just working with the top tiered management
0: mm-hmm. and then it
2: dominoes down. We have to get the leaders on board, excited. Again, it's a non-tangible experience that they're, they're building into their budget of their company in most cases. In the East Coast, it's still new. Um, so again, working with the caregivers and the caretakers, they're, they get it. It's all about that stress reduction, self-care, self-love. Take care of yourself. And then it's moved into team building exercises for different groups of sales teams, HR teams, as well as even I want to promote people. How do I figure out a way to get my cream to rise to the top? We're using corporate wellness for promotions.
1: Wonderful. And it makes, you know, it's common sense, but it's another thing to get in there and get it happening and going. That's wonderful. So What do you think is either different about your model, or simply put, why do you think it works so well in the work setting? Going to the
2: office, it's all about time management in the United States. Everyone is in a rush eighties hours a week, so I don't have more time for this and more time for that. This focus on time, time, time is money. Um, Yes. We remove that and go to you and show up at the office And the decision maker carves out the time. Some of these offices, they're building fitness centers and full gyms and yoga studios right in the office.
1: That's terrific. It's all, again, centering, having a civic work center all in one place so people aren't so fragmented and running around and spreading themselves thin.
2: Yes, the, the hashtags I use for my brand and everywhere I go are creativity community core and connection and those four together are really beneficial whether it be at the studio with me at the corporates in charity work again it's that community connection creativity and core no matter what order you say it how you spell it um it's a great fundamental background and it really has become my mission statement
1: That's wonderful. The four C's, it really sums it up. Well, thank you for being a guest today, Heather. I really have found it um, interesting and also enlightening to really better understand conscious wellness and how you're bringing it not only to your students, into the community and into the workplace. If people would like to learn more about Heather's classes, please visit her website, www.buddhabar215.com or her Instagram account h2theizzo at 215. That's h2theizzo at 215. Thank you again, Heather. It's just been wonderful to have you as my guest. And I invite you all next week when I interview Dr. Charlotte Resnick on the power of your child's imagination. Join me then to the next show.
0: Thank you for taking a deeper look into your imagination with Dr. Miriam Franco. Please join us for another episode of Imagine That next Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Tap into your imagination this week.